Hello, listeners. Welcome to the last episode of our D&D one-shot and the third episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. Without further ado, let's get right into it. We hope you enjoy, and most importantly, don't forget your towel. Vanquished by Tim, the last stand will begin in the tower to dusks from now. Time's Yeah, so you get to the tower and the doors open because none of you bothered, nor did the wizard actually bother to close it. I imagine you go inside. Mm-hmm. What do you do once you're inside? <laughs> uh. If it helps, uh, while you've explored the first floor, you haven't gone upstairs. There is a staircase. Oh, you're true. If true. you wanted to. I didn't see these stairs before. Well, that sounds like an adventure going up to the top of these uh, stairs, uh, uh, isn't it? A boat worthy adventure up the stairs. Oh, stairs. <laughs> Coral's oh, worst man. nightmare. <laughs> stairs. I kneel over and go, Coral, hop on my back if you need. I can do it very well myself, thank you very, very much. Can Karima... Nah, I won't do that. Coral! Karima's going to do it. He's feeling stupid because he's been frustrated this whole day. Uh, oh, I will try. You're deceptively heavy for yes. a half Like, Wait yes. a minute, Karima. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did offer my back for travel. I'm going to haul Karima up the steps. Yep. Um, unlike most other towers where there are multiple floors, this one seems to go to the very top without any other floors. Um, so you're carrying Karima to the very top. Yep. <laughs> this heavy looking tortoise. I actually yep. weigh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I'll say, yeah, I'll say, no, you're Ooh. strong. Yeah, I'm strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the very top, you come to a room that is surprisingly empty. There is a golden clock in the middle of the room um, on top of a wooden stool, much like the clock on the stool in the cottage that you saw before. Apart from that, however, and the uniqueness of this clock, there are streams of light arching from the translucent clock faces of the four directions, um, kind of like a string that comes down and connects to the actual clock in the middle. They look like thin, glowing, golden threads. And with every tick of the outside faces, the inside clock ticks as well. Or is it the other way around? This is some sort of mysterious clock. Uh, this must be the, the major clock he was speaking of. Yeah. Probably deeply connected to the weave, I presume. I, I assume that the uh, criminals may need to get all the clocks before they attack this one. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. And then when they get this one, that's when the clock tower flies? I, I think so. And I think if the wizard was telling the truth, then all our time will start warping and bad yeah. things will happen. So I don't think we should let that happen. It sounds like a good plan, but but what do these guys want anyway? I've given up on a reasoning <laughs> and uh, logical choice here, Ada. But I should also mention, Karima, that this clock face—it um, looks familiar to you. It looks identical to the clock face you saw 
at the very beginning in oh, your sandy vision. Yes. Uh, deja vu moment. Mm, I saw this in my orb. I think we're on the right track. <laughs> I thought you said you saw the other clock in your orb. Uh, the thing about clocks is that you know, in the sand, <laughs> they can be misinterpreted. My visions, Ada. When when I when I have them, I know. Okay, got it. It feels got right. It. Yeah. Okay. You feel it in the depths of your soul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. I I feel it wow. in my soul when I have the right vision. Guys, we are all soul bonded now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Karim actually laughs. Do you say that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly, Coral. <laughs> exactly. Oh. oh. This is such a wonderful party. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, two dusks time, you said? Yeah, two dusks. So uh, maybe we should go and tell that lady. Maybe she can help us. Yeah, so where did if she the pattern stays, then I imagine that lady has gone cuckoo nanos. Mm, yes, that's what oh, I'm thinking yeah. as well. I think it really is probably up to us. Uh, my train of thought is, uh, do we wait the two days to try and protect the clock? Or in two days, is something bad going to happen? We need to stop it before then. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's a good question. May I examine the clock? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, hey, you, you saw this. And, <laughs> hey, bro, you saw this in your vision. <laughs> yeah. Can I Could you roll me investigation, please? On advantage. On advantage. <laughs> Uh, it was not. Oh, I put a plus six. It's a nine plus six, so I got a fifteen. Fifteen, yes. So, I am. Are you touching the clock, firstly, or are you just looking around it? Yeah, I'm. A, I'm touching that clock. Just touching it all over. Oh, sure thing. Thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like you're touching the clock. <laughs> you're touching the clock. I'm and... being careful because I know that this might be dangerous. But... Yes. And you happen to just slightly push the clock face, and suddenly there's a click, and the clock face opens up. Revealing inside a purplish bluish orb of moving gaseous, almost sand like uh, form within this orb. And also stuck in the side is a note. <gasps> Another note. Yes. What does it say? Please don't be a riddle. <laughs> and I, uh, I reach in and delicately. Uh, now, is the. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to take the note. Okay. You open it up, and it's written in common. This handwriting is definitely familiar. And it starts off saying, Dear Chrono, I believe we have tapped into something that we never should have done. When we broke into the weave, we released something that we never should have, and I saw it. It was light. It was bright. It was amazing. It became me, and it told me the truth, Chrono. It told me that you never loved me, and that the world was false, and that pineapples were actually horses. And most importantly, it showed me that I am the one true clock. Do you hear that, Chrono? I am the one true clock. Feast your eyes on that. I know you would not believe me, and I hate you for it. I know that when you have read this, all will be too late. I will have collected all twelve clocks and broken the barrier to the clock of all clocks. Once it has been destroyed, I will claim my title as the one true clock, and I will control all of time. What I'm trying to say is, it's not you, it's me. We need a break. Goodbye. I'll be seeing you again, but not as Steve. I will take on a title befitting of the one true clock. There can only be one. And it's signed, Tim the Time Turner. 
Steve. I can't wait to say I told you so. <laughs> Steve is Tim. Tim Turner. That is the twist. It's so beautiful. I feel his pain. But I also feel the pain of the old wizard to be betrayed by the one that you love. Oh, this oh. is rather sad. This is going in my book. From uh, reading it, I suppose I deduced this this clock that we found, this golden clock, is the final clock, right? Yes. That he that Steve the Time Turner is going to try and destroy. Yes. Yeah. That's a good deduction. Yes. All right. We failed the first time protecting the clock. Let us not fail the second time. I like put my hand into the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I put my my hand uh, on top as well. Failure is not an option. And I also put my hand in. And so it does, Coral. And she doesn't go back to the carriage. Yes, we have character <laughs> development. <laughs> yeah, so what do, what does the party do? Uh, Prosper goes, now I've been thinking about this team. And I think if this is our first mission together, it needs to solidify itself in, wait a minute. What's the, what's the word? What I'm trying to say is I've come up with a name based on our first mission together. For our group, hear me out. I suggest we call ourselves the Chrononauts. Wow. <laughs> um, I guess. It's like astronaut, whatever that is. <laughs> oh. And Chrono. I don't know what that means, but it makes sense. I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> You know, with everything that's transpired, I think it's perfectly fitting. Good. Chrononauts, go! Oh, okay. I can just imagine while everybody's trying to figure out the puzzle, the riddle before, Prospero's like, Chrono, Chrono, Chrono. Well, I'm going to stay right by this magical clock, because last time I wasn't there, and I got confuddled with other magic, so... If there's wizardry afoot, I'm going to stop that. I guess all that's left now is time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that is a quote. Um, so yes, all that is left now is time. I imagine you do other things, uh, or do you just stay in this room for the next two days? Eyes open. <laughs> Sharpening my blades and reading my book. I'll probably write down the stuff that happened with like lots of embellishments. Yeah. Maybe. We could spend this time building a trap. That's not a bad idea. Also that, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you spend your downtime? And we have the answer. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a cool logo for Chrononauts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what type of trap would be good for a magical hand made of sand? Well, uh, if it's physical, uh, then something that can stop its movement uh, i wasn't there to see it could could things pass through it or was it uh so the hand you saw before and from corals like going underneath the cottage as well uh the hand was created from the soil beneath the cottage right so it was physical if that makes sense uh well i mean just if you've got experience making traps anything that can immobilize a subject a human maybe in the door entrance i could cast ray of frost on it Yes, I mean that work. I mean that. Yes, that that does slow things down. That might be useful. It could uh, freeze. I'm afraid I'm not the trap. Uh, I don't know a lot about traps, to be honest. Prospero, do you have any insight uh, about these things? Well, I suppose what would be good is trying to deduce the easiest way to get to the clock. For him, 
the previous clock, the easiest way was to come up from the ground. That may not be the case with this clock. If I were some sort of evil time-turner, where would I approach to try and retrieve this clock? Well, it did say towers will fly, so perhaps he's just going to make the whole tower fly to where he wants it to go. Ah, yes. Well, in that case, what do we do? Ah, well, then I guess we stay in here, and then when he tries to claim it... Uh, <laughs> there's so in. many waters. <laughs> <laughs> Are we able to set up a force field around the tower of some kind? Oh, <laughs> my master back in old school of... Asn Talk would have been able to do that, but <laughs> he is uh, leagues beyond my capabilities. <laughs> Can I, if I were to cast Protection from Good and Evil, could I cast it on the clock tower? You may, but please note that Protection Against Good and Evil, I believe, works against fiends, undead, and that sort of thing. Not all. Right. Is there a possibility that Chrono could reason with Steve? I mean, he's not very reasonable currently. <laughs> But Steve is equally insane. I mean, he says that pineapples are horses. That's a good point. Okay, maybe we should bring Chrono here as well. All right, as like yes. a backup. I think we should bring Chrono here as well. He, okay. He, he, as much as he's a babbling buffoon, he does offer little strings of yeah information. We'll, we'll just keep him tied up. Okay, let's go grab Chrono. Yeah. So you bring Chrono. Is he still tied down to his chair? As in, his, when you bring him back, do you just bring the chair with him or do you untie him? Or uh, Yeah, we keep him tied up. Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> just, <laughs> you just, just so everybody knows, Michael said there was such a matter-of-fact face on us. It's like, obviously DM. That's yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really he's, he's still tied up. So, it is Steve. Actual, factual. And then I just said, so I already said I told you. So... <laughs> That's 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 to Corona. No, it couldn't be. It is. No, he, he actually left a note saying it was him in your own home. So really, you should have known this. I refuse to believe you. La da 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 da. He's crazy. He's crackers, gunanas, crazy nuts. Sir, is there any way you could maybe talk to Steve, iron things out a little? Steve is dead to me. He left me alone. Wait, no, I left him. Yes, that's right. I left him because he went insane. I, well, it doesn't sound like that's the case. He left you a note. No, he didn't. Can I go over and put my hand on Chrono's shoulder and say, like, it's all going to be okay. Horses are pineapples. Could you roll me persuasion with advantage from this, please? <laughs> Coral, because you started... <laughs> 18. Uh, what else have I got? That was pretty good. Okay, plus one. So 19. 19, yes. For a moment, the one, the right eye of, of Chrono basically just jumps between you, Coral, and Ada. And then suddenly you see a large, like, salty tear drop from it. And he starts sobbing. <laughs> I didn't want to accept it. But it's true. He did betray me. <laughs> ah. Suffering makes the soul grow stronger. Bah. <laughs> Could you try and talk to Steve? Is he here? Well, he, he will be in a few days. Very well. I will try to convince him that horses are indeed pineapples. Or is it the other way around? I can't tell anymore without his love. Maybe if you just 
profess your love for him, he'll realize that all this is for nothing and, you know, all, all he needs is love or something like that. You seem so skeptical. I don't know. But I shall try. I shall try. Thank you, Chrono. Okay, so that's our backup plan. <laughs> I look at the window and I raise my hand above my head and then bring it down into a fist and I go, Steve! <laughs> um, from the town below, somebody says, Yes! Hello! Like, oh, not you! <laughs> Wait, hold on, maybe you, Steve? <laughs> Steve, did you steal the clocks? What? What clocks? You mean the clocks that are disappearing? Yes! No! Very no. good! I'm the detective here. Not a very good one, but I'm still a detective. Hold on, a detective? What have you detected? Well, nothing yet. Oh, I have detected that someone is calling my name. That was me! Well played, Steve! <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this point, uh, Karima retreats into his shell. So night falls on the second day from the day that we were at before. <laughs> I'm gonna go around the table just asking you each, what have you prepared? Is there anything you've done in particular that you should want to say now? That sort of thing. Your, your last words. Any last words, yes. <laughs> Ada? Well, I'll cast protection from good and evil on the tower just in case okay yeah that that's about it and then i'm just going to be ready to strike with my ray of frost okay i am holding a rope in the hopes that it will come in useful at any in any way okay i've i've got um freshly sharpened blades and i stand right in front of the clock facing outwards at the ready to spring like a cat yeah i guess i'll Try and uh, hold action, earth and grasp again. If I yep. see a Steve, so you're both readying the actions, and I believe. Or... Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. ready my action. Okay. Yes. I just want to restrain him from ta taking the clock. Yeah, yeah. And where in the room are you exactly? It's it's a basically a bare room. Uh, there's really nothing you can hide behind or that sort of thing. And the light from outside basically illuminates the inside. So at the moment, it's quite dark. If anything else, there aren't any lamps. I'm right in front of the clock. Okay. The only thing I've noticed is the staircase down, going downwards, but that's pretty much it. Where are the, the rest of you? I'll stand in front of the staircase, between the clock and the staircase, I guess. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'll be beside Chrono in case he needs my help in any way. Okay, sounds good. And Chrono's still in the chair. Cool. Um, so night falls, and night falls quite quickly, and you're all waiting for something to happen, and indeed... Not much long after the 12th toll of the clock tower, which you have to actually close your ears because it's so loud around you. Once the 12th bell has rung, you hear a, a sound that sounds like an arrow going through the air, like a whiz. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. And suddenly, with a maniacal cackle, the roof of the, the clock tower breaks and a huge boulder comes crashing down. And attached to the boulder, like with his hands grasping it and his legs grasping as well, is a dwarf. What? The blue blazes? Tim! Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to grab him with my earthy hand. <laughs> yeah, and I'm casting Ray of Frost. Cool, could you please roll me your... I think Ray of Frost requires an attack roll and... Yeah, Earthbounder's strength appears to be 14. And that is 15 to hit. 15 to hit. That does not hit. That's a strength saving throw. Yep. 
That's a four. Cool. Uh, so he's restrained, uh, and he takes eight bludgeoning damage. Eight bludgeoning damage. I've got a big sand hand too. Uh, he's restrained. Uh, one minute. Uh, but he can use like his action on each turn to get up. Is it a strength save as well? Yeah. Brilliant. So just before the hand grabs him, the dwarf like turns around to face you. He's wearing what look like these steampunk like goggles and he pulls them off of his eyes and he has like very darty kind of eyes. And that's when your hands grab him. Does it, does it pull him towards you uh, just, or uh, just grabs him where him he there? is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of um, that's when you actually see him. He has this like disheveled, uh, spiky almost black hair. He's a dwarf, so just slightly taller than you, Coral. And his mustache is well, his mustache looks like a clock. It's been kind of shaped to be a clock, like a 3 p.m. clock. So the first hand is basically shaped upwards and it's between his face, essentially in front of his nose. And the minute hand is just to the side, like a French mustache, really. And he looks at you and says, Hello, I am Tim the Time Turner. Hey, Steve. No, (laughs) I am Tim the Time Turner. Uh, Tim? Uh, there's somebody who wishes to speak with you. And who would that be? Who dares speak to Tim the Time Turner? Only your ex-lover. <laughs> Chrono! <laughs> Chrono! How dare you show your face here, Chrono? Chrono croaks. Oh. Tim, this is his house. Be reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, like, opens his mouth to say something and then stops and says, Well, you've got me there, haven't you, young halfling? This is his house. That is fair. But it shall soon be mine. (laughs) We think maybe this divorce was a little, uh, hasty? Don't you reckon you can chat it out? It is long past such talks, young halfling. Chrono had the time that he could have done anything he wanted. But no, he refused to believe me to be the one true clock. I step forward and I, go, and I crack my neck and I say, Well, Tim, I can't let you take the final clock, for the very nature of time and space is on the line. So if you want this clock, friend... You're going to have to go through me. Uh, and as he says that, I'm going to like make the hand crush him some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, us, the Chrononauts. He takes nine bludgeoning damage. Uh, so, by the way, if you four want to start initiative at any point, just do say that to me at the moment. However, it is not initiative order, so everybody goes. Um, the first thing that happens is he says, Ow! Ow, ow, ow! at the hand um, grasping him and then he glows for a moment and he looks a bit better. Cheating scum. Cheating. <laughs> you, you know that he's cast a spell because right after the owl he mumbles some words that you don't understand. Are you going to say something, Coral? Oh, Tim, I think that you are the one true clock. I Finally! A believer! Yes, absolutely. Now, does you being the one true clock really mean that you have to take this one? Yes, it really does. This is the clock of all clocks. It must be consumed by Tim, the time turner. But you would still be the one true clock even if this clock exists. Not while any other clock of power exists, young halfling. 
for there can only be one clock. But two comes after one. Yes. Oh, snap. <laughs> and at this, Kronos like, yes, this is, this is right. Two. And then suddenly he pauses. One comes after two. Yes, one comes after two. And pineapples are horses. Remember? You speak wise words. That I will give you. But do you believe in your heart of hearts that I am the one true clock? I will take that in silence <laughs> as they know. How dare you insult me in such a way, young adventurers? Look, Tim, I know I may seem young, but I have suffered these many years, and I know a thing or two about love. I think maybe you're doing all of this because deep down, you're hurt by Chrono because... He abandoned you or something like that. Right, Tim? Young elf, this is true, but you have forgotten one major aspect of our relationship. It was I that broke up with him. Oh, why? Because he did not believe that I was the one true clock. Did you give him a chance? Or did you just leave that note and leave? I... Reserve the right to not answer that question. Ask him, Tim. Ask him if he believes you. Chrono, do you believe that I am the one true clock? I, like, give Chrono a nudge. Chrono's, like, looks looks at all of you and says, What should I say? I mouth yes. <laughs> yeah, we're all just like... <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Was that... Was that... You're nodding your head. <laughs> That can mean one of three things. Do you want me to be a sheep? Or is that a yes? You want me to uh, say yes? What I'm going to do is I'm going to um, squeeze the hand again on uh, Tim the Time Turner. <laughs> and while he's suffering in pain, I'm going to say, say yes, you idiot. Uh, so yeah, he uh, damaged, right? Uh, he takes six points of bludgeoning damage. Tim the Time Turner screams again. And Cronus says, yes, yes, Tim. I believe that you're the one true clock. Yes. That's right, right? Yeah. Yes, that is what I believe, Tim. Or, or Steve. And then Tim goes, Well, this is unforeseen. Does that mean all of you will provide me with the clock of clocks as well? But no, that's, that's not the plan. Well, without it, I cannot be the one true clock. And you just, you believe that I was the one true clock? You already are without it. Now be gone. <laughs> and at this point, uh, my spell actually fades. It's been a minute probably, right? Oh, yeah. So what happens? The spell fades and the sand crumbles down, letting go of the dwarf. And the dwarf lunges at the clock. I'm going to give you all an opportunity. Like, what would you like to do? I want to throw Chrono at Tim. Uh, yes, please roll me in athletics for that, please. And meanwhile, what do you two want to do? Where I'm in front of the clock. What is, what is Tim doing? He's, he's coming down for it. So he's basically lunging towards the clock. I say... For time itself! And I'm going to do an opportunity attack. Okay, so both of you can... Can I grab... I want to cast Mirror Image and grab the clock and, like... Ooh. 
<laughs> like, do some trickery, like. Yeah, I, I'm gonna allow that. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, you'll have to roll me a couple of things. Yeah. First of all, I don't believe mirror image requires a roll, so that's fine. You'll have to roll me a sleight of hand to like base. You're gonna succeed yeah. anyways, but let's see if you're noticeable. Can I use my? final portent which is a 16 uh sure yes so it's a 16 yeah you managed to as far as you can tell you managed to take the clock and hide it behind where do you hide it so there's three images of karima now yes uh and uh because i've got a, actually a clock so all of the images like put something in the clock and you yeah so them it's basically it. one of them yeah. um what did you roll for your athletics four um, you try as as hard as you can to lift Krona, but for whatever reason, he's suddenly way too heavy for you. And what would you like to do, Ada? Um, I would be going for another ray of frost. Roll, please, yes. for me. Meanwhile, have you? What do you wish to do? I'm going at my opportunity attack as he lunges. Yeah, go say, for it. For time itself. <laughs> oh no. Okay, plus six. Uh, Eleven to hit. No. Um, he's too fast for you. <laughs> and you just stab at the air yeah. ah. he, where he was. And um, what did you get? 17 to hit. You do hit. Yes. Roll for damage? Yes, please. Okay. That is six points of damage. Six points of damage. So he's he's a bit frosty now. And with that, we'll start initiative as well. Right. Awesome. So did anyone get above 20 for initiative? Uh, above 15. I got 17. Did anyone get 14? Below 10. I got 10. I got 10. I got 10. Okay. Hey. Uh, what is your dexterity modifier? What? Three. Zero. Zero. <laughs> I think you roll off. Roll off? You could, you could, I feel like Ada as a character yeah. would go before. Okay. Right. So we've got Prospero, Tim, Coral, Ada, and Karima. So let me set the scene for you. I believe Coral is right next to the chair where Chrono is. Ada is... Somewhere at the far, near the exit, I believe. Yeah, so she's between the clock and the staircase. So you, both of you are around 20 feet away from the middle. Okay. Um, on the other hand, you two are basically there at the middle. Yeah, in the thick of it, near the clock. And Tim is at your feet. He's just stood up now. Because uh, there's three of you now. Yeah. Where are you standing in terms of general... Like, he'll be at the feet of one of them. And there'll be two yes. next to them. And all, they all do the same pose of yeah, like... Cool. They like got the cloak up like. okay so he's probably near the one that's closest to the chair where the clock was originally cool prospero it is your turn so technically crema is next to tim right yes so i will get sneak attack if i attack if i hit oh right yes because he's paying attention yes you would you would um okay well i'm gonna go which one is which <laughs> stab <laughs> roll to attack one seventeen Okay, 17. You hit. Okay, yes. Okay. 13 piercing damage. With my rapier, and I'm going to use my bonus action to... I'm going to disengage from him. Okay. I'm going to use my cunning action, and I'm going to disengage, and I'm going to get about 10 or so feet away. Okay, that's yeah. good, that's good. What Tim does is he takes out a sword, it's also a rapier, and just stabs at the first figure in front of him. Oh, uh, yeah. Roll a d20 to determine whether the attack is six or one of your duplicates. Uh, if you did three duplicates, I must roll a six or higher to change the target's attack to a duplicate. Uh, cool, I rolled a nine. Uh, yeah, so he does. He targets one of the duplicates, which is the run straight in front of him. Yep. 
So what is your duplicate's AC? I believe it's 10 plus 10. something. Uh, it's just 10 for me, yeah. So that's a 17 to hit. If, it's, uh, if it hits, it's destroyed. Yeah, so what you see happening is that essentially Tim stabs a Karima, one out of the three Karimas, and the Karima basically... I say, Karima, no! <laughs> <laughs> and the Karima bursts into like a million bits of sand. So coral. So I can do the dart and the short sword? Yeah, you got two actions per attack. Should be, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, so I rolled a 13 on dart. So the dart, unfortunately, does not hit Tim and misses. Tim manages to avoid it just as you're re-shooting it at him. Okay, well, while he's dodging, I roll a 10 for a short sword. So that also does not hit. He manages to avoid you from hitting it. I believe this means you run towards Tim as well. Yes. Okay, Ada? Okay, so I will run closer. I'm going to take out my shield as well, mm-hmm. and I'm going to run at him with my longsword. Oh, no. That does not hit. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of misses being hit here. We just warm in into it. Um, Karima, it is your turn. Uh, all right. I'm going to look at Tim uh, and channel some sand around my face to make it look all spooky, and I'm going to cast uh, Cause Fear on him to try and frighten him oh, away. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, so he needs to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 14. Tim, he got 17. Oh, you got 17. <laughs> yes. Like the two, the two illusions like try to spook him. Um, how do the two illusions try to spook him? Uh, they just kind of like make like a, a sandy monstrous face that kind of like distorts and becomes real large. Right. For a moment, Tim kind of takes a step back and says, you shall not fool me, mere mortal total. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and just starts laughing maniacally again. <laughs> uh, bu- 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 yeah, I'm just going to try and leave, which means he would get opportunity, I think, if he wants to use it. Yes. But I'm just I'm thinking that I can still use mirror image. I think you still can. Yeah. So I'll say the real Karima has the, the clock. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Uh, that definitely hits. I rolled a higher than an 8. So yeah, he hits my illusion. So another Karima basically bursts into a torrent of sand. Ha ha, I have found you. Uh, uh, and I move uh, 30 feet away from him running now that my, <laughs> yeah. my illusions. Uh... Are you trying to head out like to the uh, staircase or are you just running away? Because um, the room itself is 25-ish. Yeah, I might, I might just head to the staircase yeah. uh, and like kind of ready to like help out my team. But get away. I want to get okay. away from him. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So it is now Prospero's turn. Am I near Ada? How far am I away from Ada? So you are basically around 10 feet away from Ada, maybe okay, cool. 15. I'm going to run just behind Ada, and I'm going to draw my short bow, and I'm going to go, Eat Addos! Oh, actually, <laughs> even a normal roll is, it's eight. Eight does not hit. Oh, weird. Tim suddenly like extends his hand towards you and what essentially happens is like this this muddy hand erupts from the wall just next to the staircase going downwards and tries to grab grab you essentially. You need to roll me a strength saving throw, please. (gasps) Net 20. The hand grabs onto you, Karima, but you just shrug it off with your shell and your muscular, muscular <laughs> shell. You just break through it. So Tim shouts out words that you don't understand. And suddenly you don't know what happens, but he starts running towards you, Karima. And he's basically next to you when he attacks you. Okay. Does a 22 hit? Yes. 
five damage to your Karima. It's it's a rapier and he stabs you. And just as you're trying to like hide, but essentially because you're avoiding the hand, you you don't manage to evade his stab as well. I believe it is Coral's turn. Um, I will. So I'll run up to Tim and um and lay on him a flurry of blows. Nice. Ooh. And that's 16. 16 hits. So immediately after you take an attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Okay, I got 19 that time. Nice. So that's for the first one? Yep. That hits. Uh, so I got 11 for the second one. 19 no, and so 11. that doesn't hit. So two of the three attacks hit. And so that's two unarmed that go okay. through. I believe you roll damage now. Oh, nine damage for the first one. <laughs> yep. And uh, seven damage for the... Wow, awesome. So Tim screams out in pain as Coral's unarmed strikes hit him straight into his chest, like pushing him to the side as well. And he's like, he's not looking good, guys. He's not looking good. <laughs> but he's he's definitely annoyed at you because his face is like glowering at, at all of you, especially Coral at the moment. Ada. So I come up from behind him. I will just um, go for him with my longsword again. That does not hit. Brilliant. <laughs> Yes! Karima! <laughs> oh, it's me. Um, and so Tim's right next to me, right? Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, who else is next to me? Is there any uh, of our friends? Yes, so Coral's next to you and Ada is now next to you. Okay, is anyone within... <laughs> okay, I might just... Shenanigans. Uh, I'm going to cast... I'm going to stamp down my stuff uh, and the ground is going to start to tremor. I'm going to cast Earth Tremor. So everyone in a 10-foot radius around me has to make a dexterity saving throw. DC 14. Okay, I got 20. Yeah, so Coral will be unaffected. 11. Okay. So, yeah, it's a tremors start vibrating up from Karima, uh, and uh, you would fall over and take uh, 1d6. Uh, so you take three bludgeoning damage as you fall over. How does uh, your Tim, Tim do? jumps up just in time oh, and, avoids, <laughs> and avoids the tremors, smiling gleefully at Karima. No! Prospero, seeing your dear friend Ada become prone and shout out and... Ada, no! Ada! I'm just like... <laughs> I, I should also say then that the floorboards around the exit are now broken and scattered and like you can get hurt if you fall down because they're all splintered and like jutting out. Prospero! Me, okay. I'm going to go, well this didn't work! And I <laughs> sheath my short bow and pull out my dagger and my rapier back like back to the old goodness and i'm gonna run at tim and i'm gonna jump in the end and go hey i'm gonna use my main action to attack with the rapier yeah 19 to hit yes you definitely hit so that's uh six piercing damage Ooh. and then i'm gonna attack again with my dagger using my bonus action ha what did you get? I got a uh, 23 to hit. You definitely hit. What is the yes, damage there? It's a 1d4. Uh, 3 plus 3 is 6. 6. <laughs> Tim is being onslaughted by all of you from all sides. And some of them, your attacks are meeting him. Some of them are not. The ground's all scraggly up thanks to Karima's Earth Tremor. And Ada is... On the floor. <laughs> Ada is on the floor. <laughs> Coral attacked Tim as well. Coral's basically attacking Tim, and Tim's basically just falling back bit by bit. Yeah! Yeah! How's Tim looking at this stage? He's not looking good. He's definitely bleeding more than he's not bleeding. So, where are you holding this, the clock? Uh, so, the, the, the clock is like under my. 
look. We'll say there's a there's a pouch in my inner robe pocket. Right. So th- there is a visible bulge there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Tim is going to try to grab onto this okay. and take it from you. Could you give me a deck save, please? Yes. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, you succeed. So. Um, Tim tries to grab onto it, but fortunately for Karima, Karima, what do you do? Like, how do you avoid this? Uh, I uh, quickly turn around and he's faced with a large shell. <laughs> and he just starts scratching at the shell thinking that it's where the clock is, but to little or no avail. I attempt to throw the rope over him to try and, like, lasso him. Oh, Nice. Okay. Uh, would it be athletics to throw a rope or acrobatics to throw a rope? I reckon acrobatics. Sure, it depends how you're doing it. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Yes. Roll acrobatics. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lassoing. 13 plus 6 is 19. So you managed to successfully lasso Tim, and Tim gives like a surprise squeal. <laughs> are you doing something with this? Like, are you pulling back or are you? Yes, I pull him sort of um, towards me, and I uh, tie him to a nearby piece of furniture. Maybe there's a there was a chair in the room. Is there anything else that's secure in the room? There is a stool, but that's not secure, and it has the clock. Well, it had the clock on it. Now it's just a stool. Okay, so maybe I'm just putting all my weight into into this. Guys, help me! Um, I think we'll see how the guys react to this. So, uh, Ada, it is your turn now. Do you help or do I? So I have to get up on my turn. Yes. Can I? Can I go and help her? Uh, yes, you're close by, so it's fine. Yeah, cool. So I, I go and I basically like put my arm around Tim's little waist and I grab him and hold him back. Oh, you're grappling him? Like so that um, Coral can tie him while I like hold him secure against the chair. Could you roll me uh, athletics, I believe it is? 16. Oh, uh, unfortunately, despite you trying to grab hold of him from behind, he manages to shrug you off with a strong but assertive shrug. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and help. Okay, yeah. So how would you help? I say, be still, time turner. I smack him in the face with the butt <laughs> of my sword. So roll to attack. But meanwhile, what is, be what still. do you do, Karima? Because it is your turn. Karima actually thinks this man is beyond help and is dangerous. So <laughs> I'm gonna cast firebolt at him. Oh, probably not. Ten won't hit him, right? No, ten will not hit him. All right, so in the panic, I like, shoot a fireball out, a uh, fire shot out, and miss. Can I yell out in response, like, Guys, don't kill him! He's very dangerous! But he'll be fine. Oh! Did you roll for Prospera? Yes, I got the 19. You definitely do hit. Stop shrugging off my pals! So you like non-lethaling him? Yeah, yeah. Could you roll me damage as well? Please? Oh, yes. Four. Four? Yep. He is definitely getting quite damaged. He's now in Coral's hand as well. Um, he's going to try to remove himself from this. He suddenly starts chanting some words that seem oddly familiar to Karima. Suddenly there's a loud clash of lightning and thunder from up above. So in terms of where you're standing, who's standing near who? I'm near Coral and Tim. I'm also near Coral and Tim. I guess I'd still be by the stairs. Could you roll me a dexterity saving throw, all three of you, please? Nat 20. Yep. 8 plus 3, 11. Okay. 14. 14. So suddenly from out through the window, a large lightning bolt hits you, Prospero, and then jumps from you to Coral. And then jumps from you to Ada, but Ada manages to just dodge it. It's like, 
Great googly moogly, that's a jolt. You take 25 damage. Boom! Still alive. Yes. Phew. Still alive. And Ada, you take half of that, so that's 12 damage. I believe Prospero has a half uncanny dodge ability. Yeah, so I have it too. So, so you, you take 12 damage as well. So the lightning hits Prospero, Ada, and Coral, and Coral looks not that great at the moment. Coral, no! It is now Coral's turn. I will, um, I'll send out a dart is what I'll do. 25. To hit, 25. You definitely hit, yes. How much damage do you do? Um, plus three, so four. Four. Um, Tim is quite badly hurt at the moment in general. Uh, Ada, what do you do? I would like to go up behind him and I would like to put my longsword to his throat. Just stop it now, Tim, or I'll take you out right here. You shall not kill the one true clock. Yeah, but I will unless you stop fighting us. Prove it! Can I roll for intimidation? Yes. That is a five. Prove it! Uh... Do you attack, or...? Um... Yeah, okay. I... I will... I will also take the the blunt edge, like the back of my sword, and doink him. You'll have to roll to hit. Yeah, that's cool. Nine. Guessing yes. that's no. That is not a hit. <laughs> Karima. All right. Um, I'm going to cast Maximilian's Earthen Grasp and try and crush Tim. Uh, so he needs to make a DC 14 strength save. We'll be crushed. 11 plus 1. Woo! He fails. Three. He takes six bludgeoning damage and is restrained. Uh, lethal damage? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to kill him. Yes. Describe to me how you completely annihilate this. Okay, good. I just I just want to um, get him in like the grasp and then just the two fingers just <laughs> his neck. Very quickly and efficiently and then just let him There fall. is a sickening crack. Suddenly the hands let go of the dwarf who drops limp onto the ground and out of his clothes fall out like 12 orbs, like orbs with bluish purple sand-like uh, wisps inside of it. Oh my god. Oh, I'm, I'm, Karima! I, I'm sorry it came to that, everyone. Uh, no! Can I? Kronos shouts from the side. Uh, I cast Mindler Illusion and cast a blanket over his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I run up to Tim and try to cast Lesser Restoration? No. <laughs> he's, he's dead, dead. He's dead, dead. This, this gentleman was far too dangerous to uh, be in control of such dangerous artifacts. I did not want to do that. I'm, I apologize. Karima! I thought we had an agreement. I usually wouldn't do something like that, but, uh, I mean, you can see what threat this gentleman posed. I the guess... entirety of time and space was in the balance. Grima. Right. I guess you're right. It was a hard choice to make. I still don't like it, but... Uh, neither do I. Uh, let's uh, uh, deal with these, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I also walk over to Coral and yeah, pass Coral. Lay on Hands. <gasps> oh, wait, uh, you can you can heal, uh, right? Uh, Prospero is looking... <gasps> I'm, I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay. Oh, you're all right. I'm okay. okay. All right. I will How much HP will heal you for... Uh, He's like, on a last dying breath. Ten, 10 HP. 10 HP. 10 HP. And then I run over to Prospero and cast Lay on Hands for 5 HP. 
Thank you, Ada. Poor Steve. Yes, poor, poor Steve. Poor Chrono. Yeah. You can hear Chrono talking about how wonderful the blanket in front of him is. The cloth is like, oh, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice He's pattern. He's already on, like, <laughs> Karima is like, the, the the clocks, right? Like yes. the orbs. Uh, so they're not clocks. So the they're inner, just... the inner yes, workings? exactly. Karima would probably suggest to the party we'd let the town know. Uh, maybe let, uh, what was his name? Uh, Tomlin. Tomlin, yes. <laughs> Tomlin! Oh, yeah. Maybe we should go to the bar and see if he's there. <laughs> yes. Uh, why, do, why, why doesn't uh, one of us stay here and uh, someone fetch Tomlin? I say we fetch Tomlin, bring him here. I'll go get Tomlin. All right. Okay. I go to the window and I raise my hand above my head and bring it down to a fist. <laughs> Tomlin! And go, Tomlin! <laughs> um, it doesn't take long for uh, Coral to find Tomlin. He just has his head on the table and he seems to be sleeping until Coral wakes him up and they both hurry back. Meanwhile, you notice from Tim's dead body, like a wisp of smoke... Uh, kind of like exhale from his mouth and you hear the three of you at least you hear until next time adventurers i say chrononauts <laughs> there's a pause and then the voice goes until next time chrononauts yes and just then coral appears with tomlin close by what what happens what do you tell tomlin uh, we have retrieved the clocks you have lost could you all roll me inside, please? 17. 18. Yeah, 18. Okay, 10. Yep, so all of you notice that uh, Tomlin's eyes are a bit less glazed than they were before. Um, regardless, he says, Oh my gosh, adventurers, are these, are these what I think they are? Yes, we have completed your quest. I believe, Prospero, we have done an adventure. Yes! Yeah, that tragic love story is going to make some real good material for my autobiography. Yes, it turns out it was Steve, uh, Chrono's lost lover, who was uh, betraying you all, uh, and he is now dead, as you see. Yes, the the dead right. Um, why is Chrono in a chair tied? Because uh, he was a bit of an idiot. At this, you hear a voice coming from behind. A gentleman, I am no idiot. Uh, you look behind and Chrono is just shrugging off the... Like, he's he's standing now. He's still in his, uh, like, nightshirt. But he's, he's shrugging off imaginary dust, like, in a cool manner. Both of his eyes are normally opened and he walks up to you briskly and says, What do you think you're doing here? Well, uh, well, the the clocks were stolen. Um, so we got them back. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid Steve didn't make it in the process. Um, it, it's been a, a lot, actually. This is a, it's quite a long story. When did this happen? I don't remember a thing. Ah, right. So now that we've returned the clocks, he's no longer a bumbling idiot. Welcome Sorry. back to Sentience. Hang on. Back up a bit. Did you call me a bumbling idiot? Yes, I did. You were yeah. talking, you turned yourself into a purple sheep. Do you remember anything over the last 48 hours? It was a pink sheep, I believe. Ah, yes. A pink you were total cuckoo nanas. Yes. Well, well, I'll be. This is a surprise to hear. Yeah, so really you should be thanking us. Well, thank I you. I believe you promised us 10,000 gold, was it? I did? Yes, Karima. you promised us. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you did promise us gold, though. Well, adventurers, I can most definitely provide you with gold. Much gold, I would hope, for recovering these timepieces. Thanks, that'd be pretty sweet. But could you tell me, why is... I believe this is Steve. You know, there's something interesting about him now wanting to know all these questions from us when, you know, the tables have really turned. 
I do not know what you're talking about. Yeah, so we're really sorry about your husband, but he didn't. Yeah, and now he's dead. I can see that. I uh, do not worry. There is no love lost in this thing. He points to himself and Steve. I do regret that he had to die, but uh, he parted ways long ago. He went insane. Do you really control time throughout Faerun? No, of course not. Right. What are the significance of these clocks? Well, they're connected to the weave, and they remain correct, regardless of what may happen. They're just clocks that are incredibly accurate. Wait, that's it? Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) At at that moment, a parrot flies in through the window, carrying a little scroll, and it lands on my shoulder and is like, Ha! A parrot from the fleet, no less. And it's got a little (laughs) note, and it says, Darius Prospero, word travels fast. Alas, this mission was not a success for you. Carry on. (laughs) Curse you! Karima realizes he murdered this guy, (laughs) and there were no stakes there. Hold on. Was this all Steve's doing? Did Steve do something to this whole town? Yes, actually, that doesn't fully make sense. You lost part of your sentience. Yeah. The clocks were doing something. Yeah, everybody who lost a clock also lost their minds. It wasn't just Steve who was insane. Well, let me explain. I do not mean that these clocks are... What I mean is that these clocks do not control all of time. All I need you to say is that by us bringing these clocks here, did we do something good? Well, of course, yes. If they did not remain here, the weave in this town would have been quite a tumultuous... Okay, so time and space was kind of at stake. No. What you're saying is that I had to... I had to have killed Steve for this to uh, play out in the right way. Something tells me that I should answer yes. However, that doesn't seem... Do you wish to hear the truth, or... Karima, let me put it this way. Yes. My old friend, he was trying to kill us. It was merely self-defense. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, that's admissible in court. I shall tell you, you you most definitely achieved something great here. There would have been 13 people in this town who would have gone insane if it were not for you. The clocks are just clocks, but they keep and maintain the weave in this area. Without them, people here would have gone cuckoo, much like Steve did. Bless his soul. It's not fair and wide, but okay. This was important. Another parrot flies in with another scroll. I take it off and it reads, Okay, a bit better, but still not good, <laughs> but still not good enough. Curse you! <laughs> but I must admit, this is... Thank you for this. We have been... Well, the townspeople, at least, have been crying to me day and night with all of the major families going insane. It, it has been truly a troublesome time. And if what you say is true, all is done all has been is this a closing of the chapter well maybe it's not as satisfying as we would have liked but i guess that just means that you will need to go on another adventure and who are we prospero we're the chrononauts you like that it sounds delightful Screen fades, yeah. so like, <laughs> screen fades, <laughs> credits roll. And then, like, different snapshots show up. So, like, Ada, like, like a still of you shows up. What, what pose are you in? Ada is doing a face palm. <laughs> Ada, played by Irina Flaherty. 
Coral is up a tree. Coral, played by Isabel Cohen. Prospero is is that previous shot in the in your mind's imagination, where Prospero is on top of the wagon with like his cloak flapping in the wind, and he's like, "Yes!" James Coop as Prospero Peppercorn Pickles. Uh, it pans down, you see uh, Karima kneeling below him with like the light of his staff, like illuminating both of them upwards as he like oh, looks yeah. at the camera, like Michael Whiteman as Karima. Finally, with a question mark, is Azul as the DM. Thank you all for listening for Don't Forget Your Tales inaugural episode. I hope you tune in next time for Call of Cthulhu with a whole different cast, although we'll have some returning members as well. Thank you all, and have a lovely week. Hey listeners, welcome to the end of our very first one-shot. Exciting times! If you enjoy the wacky hijinks of the Chrononauts and want to see more of them, tweet, post, or Instagram hashtag ChrononautsReturn. Tune in next time as we explore the psychological horror that is Call of Cthulhu. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review on Apple iTunes. It helps us a lot and means we can be found by others as well. You can find us on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Tal Podcast, on Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, and on Instagram at DFYT underscore podcast. Yes, they're the same. Or for some old school jazz, you can email us at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. That's dfytpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week, and until then, keep your towels at the ready.